Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reed. Today is January 25th. The time is about uh, 11, uh, 11.30. Radio MPC has been conducting conference calls or Zoom calls from past 10 years. If you have any question, please um, raise your hand. And if you're a newcomer, if you would put your camera on, let our team know you'll be promoted if you're a newcomer. You have to let, put your camera on and let our team know that you're a newcomer. Satya? Hey, uh, good morning, Rahul Jari. So uh, today, I just wanna, I just want to know. Uh, I uh, last week, uh, two two weeks before, I have received my uh, for uh, EAD for the notice of intent to deny. I replied for the notice of intent to deny. Uh, yesterday, I received a receipt number with starting IOE and also the eligibility category is CO6, but I have applied for C26 category. What receipt number have you received though? It, it why is did like, you, what, what was the reason why you had int- intent to revoke? Uh, intent to deny. Saying, yeah, it is saying like, it is of a notice of intent to deny, like they, they didn't receive any of the documents supporting documents with the form I-765 so that they give me a notice of intent to deny letter. So I have uh, submitted all of my documents with the notice of intent to deny. And then uh, I received yeah, a separate- I'm surprised. I'm surprised why they received a receipt notice. It may be worth for you to have a consultation with the lawyer member because that's confusing to me why they issued a receipt notice to you right now. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. And Next also person. that- Okay. Sorry. Thank you. Next person, please. Varun. Uh, hello, uh, hello, sir. Uh, so, so I, I'm uh, looking for an F1 visa, and uh, mm-hmm. I had my Dropbox appointment on 21st of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, uh, I'm currently late. Uh, so, my program started on 18th of January, and uh, so the university gave me a late arrival letter. Uh, which will be valid till 30th of January. So I could enter the States by 30th of January. But uh, like looking at the Dropbox and like the, and the processing, I don't yeah, think so defer the, it would be possible. Yeah, defer, the, defer, the, defer the admission. So the so thing is, I've already deferred it once. I don't know if they will, the university will allow it uh, once not, more. Then you file a fresh, fresh application with different universities. Okay, uh, so uh, one I was looking for one. Don't go for don't don't go for the appointment though. If it's going to take longer time than the time. 
so i've already uh, like uh, visited like already given my documents for so i might get a visa f1 visa like maybe if you, if you, if you get an f1 visa don't come on f1 visa in this country if it's going to cross the deadline though don't come on if it's like the january 30th is the deadline you want to plan you're coming on february 2nd don't come okay uh, so sir can i come on a new i20 like uh, for the next uh, next term like uh, maybe summer you have to check with the dso on that okay okay, okay. so the university yeah i'm not i'm not that familiar with how that process works on the f1 visa unfortunately okay okay, okay. okay. i have limited knowledge in f1 visas though okay next person please ramya hi uh, hello uh, actually uh, i have a priority date of 20 like my husband has a priority date of 2012 may so we applied last uh, year uh, in the downgrade uh, and we got yes in the downgrade and we got approval and i mean we got um, eads and everything and we are using ead right now so actually what what is it is we wanted to upgrade it to eb2 is it a good thing uh, second question is what is the priority date you said may 2012 yeah it's definitely a good thing to upgrade now but, did your i140 approve yeah eb3 is approved eb2 is approved everything is done okay or the so only yeah, question to upgrade the it's question is uh, okay yeah. we, uh, my husband is trying to change jobs so is that okay if he change he can uh, upgrade once? it he can upgrade it and as soon as he upgrades he can change it okay once the lawyer sent out uh, after that he can he can change there is no 6 okay. months rule that you have to wait for 6 months after you file the change to eb2 okay oh, okay even though we are using eb uh, like uh, we will be with the eb2 we are using ead that's right, right. Now. that's right okay thank you i want you to watch the video that we're going to make it 5 to 6 pm today it will be exclusively on that um, okay. 90% thank of you. it will co- will cover at least 50 questions on it okay thank you thanks a lot next person please santosh hi hi ram uh, i have a couple of questions <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Uh, my priority date is right now it's 2012 february so i'm planning to file in eb2 new petition a new 485 mm-hmm. uh, my i140 is approved in eb2 uh, mm-hmm. so um, my attorney told me that like uh, since i live in florida uh, she can send my new eb2 485 to texas service center but not to msc uh, Wait, so first of all there is no msc there is no texas service center they are called as lock boxes though so okay. when you send to the lock box in texas that doesn't mean that it will end up in texas it can still go to nebraska it can still go to texas it can still go to national benefit center okay okay yeah thank you and they have to send it if you are living in a particular address they have to send it to that address only they can't send it to a different address okay got it thank you and another question is like right now um uh on friday uscs made a new announcement on the uh, interfund mm-hmm. right so yes. do you think like uh, right now they they are seeing like uh, all new interfund requests they will be need to submit it to california and uh, they are uh, asking us to submit even i485 j so do you think interfiling is a good option or i have to file new 485 Interfiling definitely you should try it, whether it's going to work efficiently or not. We don't know it yet, is right? Just because mm-hmm. they make a statement, does it mean that it's going to work? 
Uh, we will be able to let you know in a month's time whether it's going to work properly or not. Right now, we don't have a clue. Is it right? I mean, if we file the 485J, they will pull it out and they approve it in one week, then we will tell you. But okay. will they do it? Do they have a history of doing? But this is new for us. This process is new. We yeah. used to shoot the darts in the dark. Right now, they said, okay, there's a light there. Here is where you shoot the thing, okay? Yeah. Okay, we're going to shoot it. Does it mean that we're going to get it? We'll have to see. But okay. I want you to yeah. watch the five to six. We're going to cover at least 50 questions on it, okay? Next person, okay. please. Thank you. Thank you, Rahul. Madhu? I was. Uh, I recently joined as a, as a full-time employee for um, a state government, and I was wondering if they were to file my green card. Is there a special uh, category other than the regular it's EB one two? It's not only special category. The government it's very tough for them to deal with um, filing the green card for it. It's very hard process to deal with the government though. The reason is that there is a certain process the Department of Labor wants the recruitment to be done. And the government keeps on telling, we have a different process. We won't do that process. Okay. So typically, when a client comes to me saying that I want, can you represent my state? And say, I, I don't do it. Go to my opponent lawyer, whom I don't like much. Um, <laughs> because that's going to be a big hell of a thing, though. So, no, there is no special category just because you work for a government. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. In fact, it's the other way around. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you. Next person, please. I mean, there are lawyers who are, they will work through the things and all those things, but we don't have that much patience to work with state government. So. No, okay. okay. The, the lawyer already said that uh, mine is EB2 by default. Uh, go, but I would... if, if, the comp, if the state government has already a lawyer and they're doing it, go with that lawyer. EB2, that's perfect. Okay. There's Thank no special you. category for you. Okay. Next person, please. It takes what? a longer time to get the things done with the state government. Yeah, hi Rahul. Yes, Kumar. Yeah, hi Rahul. I got the uh, EB3 EAD and I know me and my wife, both of them uh, got it. And my wife has an LLC uh, based on the end. So just wondering like whether I will be, I can work as a primary, you know, switch on from my current employer to my wife's LLC and work uh, for that company before I get the GC. Technically, you can. Technically, you can. Okay. But if there is an interview, there is an RFE though, it mm -hmm. goes through a lot of scrutiny and we recommend strongly to take a lawyer with you because we have to convince them that the wife company has a job for you in the similar occupation. Okay. I've, if I were you, I would try to avoid this. Okay. Unless it's a must, I will try to avoid it. Okay, yeah, I think that answers the question. Yeah, thank you very much, Rahul. Next person. Certain things, it's not about legality, it's the kind of strain that you go through to get that thing. Next I mean, the whole, yeah, the whole idea was it's the end of the day, the same client I would be working, but through my you know, wife's LLC. No, I know what you're speaking about. Yeah, I know okay. what you're speaking about, okay. but still sure. go through yeah. some other company rather than your wife's company. Sure, yeah, thank you. Tell her that you don't like her. <laughs> Next person, please. Amulya? Uh, hi, Rahul. Hi, Amulya here. I have a question. Uh, currently, this year in September, my six-year H1 is uh, coming to an end. And uh, mm -hmm. my I-140 is in progress right now. And uh, I got a full-time with my current employer. And I got a full-time opportunity with an other company. So, wait, I'm, wait. I'm gonna... Your labor and I-140 was never approved, is it right? 
My labor was approved and my I-140 is in progress right now. Can you do it in premium processing? Yeah, I can do it in premium processing, but there is a clause, right? The employer will, my current employer wants me to stay for like six months. So mm -hmm. okay. uh, they have an opportunity to revoke if it's uh, um, like if it's under six months. So Yeah, they can revoke, but then you won't be able to extend the H-1B if they do that. Yeah. Why do you want to change the job right now? Uh, I am uh, just trying for full-time opportunities and uh, I have a better compensation. Don't, ma'am. Don't, ma'am. Wait for six months. You want me to wait for six months? Wait for six months. Okay. Then you'll be free then. And do the premium processing of the I-140. Okay. 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 That will okay. save you some time. Okay. All Next right. Next person. Please. Thank you so Not much. Not advisable. Not advisable. Next person, please. Okay. Hello, Rahul. Yes, Yes. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your service, Raul, and it's a pleasure speaking with you. Sure. I have a quick question. Uh, I'm with employer A, and me and my wife has a H1 and H4 uh, stamped until July of this year. And uh, I'm joining employer B next week, and my wife has to urgently travel. So if, if she travels, uh, her H4 is stamped with employer A until July 28th. So if she travels, will will that be okay? Or because since, it's, since, not since it is an extension of the H-4 visa, if she travels and comes back, her H-4 and EAD will be adjudicated properly, will not have any problem. Even though you have moved from company A to company B, uh -huh. and, um, and she got the stamping with company A's H-1B, it is not a problem. You're in good position. I mean, if if they ask where does your uh, husband works, so what does he has to say? Oh, she will tell that if they ask though, she will tell that you're working with company B. Also, send your H-1B approval with company B to her. Keep it with her. They may even give a 994 until your company B's H-1B expires. Oh, is it? Okay. So she yeah. can give that too. Oh, yeah. She should tell them that request them. My husband is not working with this company. He's, here is the H-1B approval. And there is a good chance that they may give an I-94 until your company B's H-1B is expiring. Rahul, can she, uh, can, can she file for a H-4 stamping based on my H-1 approval? Absolutely, she can. Absolutely, she can. Oh, she can apply for stamping there? Right. She doesn't need H-4 approval to get the H-4 stamping. She only needs H-1B stamping to get the H-4 approval. I came to United States 28 years ago or 29 years ago. I came to United States on H-4. I never had the H-4 approval. I used my wife's H-1B approval to get the H-4. Oh, so she needs to get uh, take the I-797 of mine? Copy. And copy of it. Copy of that. Yeah. Oh, so I'll get it stamped in. Okay. Yes, sir. That option is there for you too. Next person, okay. please. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Muttal Patti. Oh, Rakesh. Okay. Hi. Uh, this is Rakesh. Uh, hi, Rahul. Thank you for your service. You already helped me last time uh, with my wife's case. So, uh, so we applied for a non-procto uh, H4 uh, and also H4 EAD for my wife because uh, her I-94 was expired and we could not go to India because she was pregnant. And it's still not approved. 
uh, and we apply for H4. Uh, when did when did the I ninety four expired? September twenty ninth of last year. Last year. So, what is her medical status right now? Uh, she yeah, she delivered the baby. The baby is two months old now. I would recommend it to travel to India to get the stamp. Here is the reason, though. If a person is unlawfully present in this country for a period of six months, there is a three-year bar. And if, if she is unlawfully present in the country for a period of one year, there is a 10-year bar. You won't get the non-protonic result until April. So by the time six months has passed, and if you get a denial, she has a six-month bar. Right, right. Yeah. So, that's so I, would, I would rather tell her to go in February and then get the H-4 stamp and come back. Yeah, that's right. So we applied for H-4 uh, visa on in April, and then she's planning to go by March 15th to India. because Which Before before 180 days or after 180 days? Before, after before, before Okay, day. that's good. Okay. Yeah. So so what happens to my current non-Procto H-4 uh, application and H-4 EAD application? They'll be cancelled? They, um, they may deny it. They may approve it. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, once she comes back, let her apply for the EAD again, though. Okay. Okay. That's number one. Number two is that I will also do the interfiling for the current EAD application, indicating okay. that look, my H4 is approved, my N94 is until this time. Please give a EAD approval until this time. Okay. Okay. So do both the things. Okay. So one is apply for H4 EAD and also do the interfiling. So that's right. So once I get that, and if I get the receipt numbers, can I use it to work? Can she use it to work now because she has an unexpired I94? That receipt? No, because she has to file for an EAD extension before the EAD has expired. Okay. Her EAD expired in September. She never. No, her, she never, her EAD ex is going to expire in Jan, this Jan. Oh, really? Yeah. Why yeah. is that her EAD expiring in Jan and H4 is expiring in September? No, I 94 was expiring in September because of the passport, passport date expiring. Uh -huh. So, yeah, technically she can work for a period of six months because she has a valid I-94 and she filed the EAD extension before, before the expiration of the EAD. Yeah, she can work for six months. So, but the new application will not, will be the... No, it, that's fine. Let's keep it as a backup for that one. Okay, okay. Okay. The okay. new one will be the backup, but whereas the interfiling will be the actual one, right? That's right. That's right. All right. Next person, please. Chandrasekhar. Uh, hi, Rahul. Good morning. Uh, hi, Rahul. My case is like, okay, currently I am, uh, my H1 is with the company B, uh, but my uh, 140 under EB2 and EB3 approved are under company A. Okay. So my currently like, okay, my wife's uh, H4 EAD got like expired. Uh, it is expiring in 27th of this month. So I, I'm planning to use like, okay, EB3, which is under company, uh, EB3 EAD, uh, which is under company A. So will that have any impact on like current H4 process or like when I can later, like when I do interfiling uh, inter for EB2, because my priority date is 2014 January. So when it becomes- So, so you have you have a e, you have a I-140 approval with company A and company B? No, no, I have a one party approval with only company A. Okay. Under the EB2 and EB3. Okay, so you filed for it under EB3 for sure. That's correct. And then now you intend to use the EAD. So now your question is, you can, after you use the EAD, you can still interfile for EB2. Absolutely not a problem. Okay. 
But if you want to refile the entire 482 application, okay. um, you cannot do it. You have to have a non-immigrant status to file a 485. But if you just want to interfile, you can, you can, uh, you can use the EAD and still file the interfile. Okay, so it will not have any impact on my uh, primary applicant, right? Which is I am not using. I am not planning to use my uh, EAD. Only my wife is planning to use her EAD. But yeah. if, but still. If you want to refile the four eight five application, you're not going to leave your wife and file for US service, right? Okay. Okay. So it most probably affect for refiling for both of you, but it will not affect for the interfiling. Oh, okay. Understood. Got you. Got you. Okay. Will it have any impact on currently? Like, okay, my H one and H four extension, H four are under extension. Uh, extension is under process. Will it have any impact on that uh, process? It will not have any impact on the H one B. Uh huh. Uh, it most probably, most probably, should mm -hmm. not have any impact on H four also. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Then. Next Thank person. You Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Virat. Hi, uh, Rahul. This is Vikram. Uh, are you able to hear me? Yes. Go ahead, Vikram. Yeah. So I just want to know if that one eighty uh, day rule for H four EAD auto extension is it uh, in in place like? My wife search for it is approved. We applied both of them together for renewal H four and H four EAD, but EAD is still in progress. I mean, there is no. Why? Well, that's very surprising that they didn't approve the EAD. Did you file it together? Yes. Yep. Yeah, there are some cases that happen. So when is our H four expired? Previous H four. Jan. Sorry, December sixth. Absolutely, and since the EAD extension is still pending, sir. She can work for a period of 180 days, uh, because our I-94 is extended right now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Bharat Raj. <clears throat> hey, uh, hey Rahul. My name is Bharat Raj. So I have uh, I-140 approved, and uh, my priority date is September 2012. And uh, currently, they are filing my H-1 amendment. And will I? How many years will I get my H1 amendment for? Did you say September 2012? Is it right? Yes. And is that in? You have that EB2 is current, is it right? Yes, EB2. Yeah, you can on. Technically, you're only eligible for one year because the final action date is current. And will they not uh, renew it because uh, my current company is trying to file file my green card also? So that takes about fourteen to fifteen months, right? Just the perm process. So, and my H one, uh, it will. Uh, I'll technically run out of time because I have only twelve months. They can H1. keep. They can keep on extending for one year, though. Uh, H one can be renewed every one year. Every one year. Okay, I thought it was only one time renewal. No, you can keep on renewing it. Okay. Next person, please. Ram. Hi, Rahul. Ram, go uh, ahead. Yeah, uh, we applied a 485 application in last October and we received uh, uh, AP and EAD for my wife and my daughter. My daughter uh, on F1 visa and her age got freezed now. So now she, my wife went to India and she came back uh, while coming back and uh, she used AP. the port of entry and if she wants to work so can we use h4 ead 
she doesn't have any ead adjustment of status ead yes yeah she has both h4 ead and uh, uh, aos so, ied so your daughter is married to the adjustment of status your wife is already married to the adjustment of status why are you guys so paranoid about maintaining the non immigrant status no no so, uh, my daughter she uh, she did not marry so because she is well, an f1 yeah but she, she she's her age is locked i mean you 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 would rather kick her if her age is locked i don't know why you guys want to maintain the non immigrant status here is my problem though to maintain the non immigrant status it's more riskier you guys won't understand it it's only those people who want to make money on you is telling these advices because to maintain the h1b you have to maintain the fdns if you move the location it's a problem if a little bit improvement in the job salary or your position might require an amendment all those things if they don't do you violate if you violate those things it may come on your green card application too anyway so she's on advance parole she can she's she can use the ead technically she she's not an h4 now okay so if she use uh, h4 e uh, sorry uh, aos ead it won't affect uh, my daughter f1 or uh, my h1 no. no it won't your daughter is an f1 independently she uh, don't affect but i don't know why you want to maintain her f1 <laughs> okay okay so, yeah so well, thank you i need to buy a ferrari now next person please i i have <laughs> a model 3 tesla thank you guys i need to buy a ferrari now next person please thank you suresh suresh you have to unmute yourself suresh yeah can you hear me now sir yes suresh hi rahul so uh, my priority date is uh, may 2012 so uh, i have i have eb2 approved from 2012 but uh, like in 2020 i applied for downgrade to eb3 but the, uh, the thing is my eb2 is approved with company a but i'm still working for company a but a merger happened so the name changed it's the eb2 is on the name of nixol but with the same eb2140 and the merger documents everything we applied they filed eb3 amendment okay and not so new 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 eb3 eb3 at the time of downgrade in 2020 are you sure do you know that yeah i am i am 100% sure and my eb3 got approved uh, the one for okay. eb3140 okay. got approved so okay. now uh, so now can i go ahead and do the interfile with 485j no no there is a slight error they did it they should have filed an amendment for the eb3 instead of filing a fresh application it's okay they approved not a problem because it's just a technical wrong thing if you want to use the eb2 they have to file a amendment because there is a merger there and then once the amendment is approved you can interfile it oh, okay but okay i mean my, i have friends in the same boat and they applied okay so you want me to hold off and keep to right. here is a problem though what happens sometimes is that the uscis approves these things and then they come back and revoke the entire green card application for the amendment to a new application it's not a major problem but you are not working with this nix company you are working with xyz company you got a green card with the nix company though with ab2 what if they come back and revoke later on but that company is not there so it's 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 acquisition i know that's exactly why i'm telling them they may come and revoke you if they if you use that nix company let's say the abc company that no longer exists right now and they give a green card and you file a, you do the interfiling with 485j supplement how are they going to sign the 485j supplement when the company doesn't exist 
they are saying that we are, we are they are they are attaching those merger documents that the one yeah but still that's if if an officer does a mistake and approves the green card another officer comes and revokes the green card later on you'll be in trouble that's not a proper way to do it okay and that happens very frequently people do the shortcuts and they get the green card and then they come and revoke it it's going to create a problem not advisable to do that thing next person so, please so you don't want me to interfere no i don't want you to interfere i want you to file an i140 get the amendment approved and once the amendment is approved then go ahead proceed it and the law firm that you using is very wrong law firm though because they should not have filed a a a new application they should have filed an inter uh, amendment i140 from the beginning though okay, okay so i'll keep i'll stay in eb3 then just keep there. yeah well they can you can file an i140 and get the amendment and move on to eb2 that's safer for you to next person please ram hello this is ram and i'm yes, an are you able to hear me yes i am i'm an h1b and my spouse is an h4 and my spouse want to she is working in a job at this point of time and she want to start a business actually join an existing business and how much support did you say she is an h4 ead what what we say she is in yes she was an h4 ead okay and she is working in h4 ead and she want to join a business an existing business okay. partner and she how can. much been h1 b i can support her in the business no you cannot support her okay so i cannot go there do any support no officially nope. Nope. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Vivek. You can uh, support her in cooking and other thing in your home so uh, that she can go to work. That's allowed. Ah. Uh, okay. Rahul. Yeah. Go ahead. Ah, uh, Vivek here. Um, Rahul, I have a question. Actually, I'm on H1B and my own forty is approved till Jan twenty-four, and uh, wait, I'm wait, planning. Wait, 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 wait. Your H one B is approved until Jan twenty four. No, uh, I H one B extension is approved with I one forty until Jan twenty four, and it's only H uh, one B which is valid until Jan twenty four. There is yeah. no I one forty validity date. Okay. Okay, sir. And uh, I'm planning to uh, uh, travel to India. I have not traveled since last uh, five years, so my stamping in visa was the twenty till September twenty seventeen. So I will have to go. I think uh, for a uh, no, uh, you are eligible. no you are eligible for drop box they give an exception right now if you ever got a stamping in india you are exempt from the drop you are exempt from personal interview right now oh so that uh, uh, four year uh, uh, stamping is no longer there hai. for the year of january of 2000 from january of 2022 to december of 2022 that four year limit is not there okay sir and uh, one more thing that uh, i am always uh, it's a tension that going for an interview uh, uh, stamping uh, would uh, any advice can uh, should i be worried about actually i bought a house here so i'm and going to be settled because you you bought a house because you got an i140 will not have a negative or a positive impact but i i can tell you vivek though under the circumstances that i've been an immigration lawyer from proceeding uh preceding 26 27 years though i mean if if i would observe in the past 15 years to right now okay especially yeah. with the drop box eligibility right now is the best ever time that i've ever seen in people like you travel okay sir uh, so yeah um, actually i normally I'm... says i i normally say don't do it don't do it don't do it but this is the best thing that i have ever seen because you're eligible for drop box now there is no guarantee though but i'm just telling the risk is very minimal for you right now 
Okay, sir. Uh, actually, one of the friend uh, had gone. Uh, my role has changed actually from technical lead to project manager last year. So, uh, uh, should I be uh, doing anything? Any should I take? Did any you all? Did you file an amend? When you go, when you got the H one B, you yeah. your current position has been put in there, is right? Yeah, yeah. I file amendment also with my. Uh, okay, then you're board. good. Yeah. Then you're good. Okay, and one last thing, sir. Before, so um, actually, my uh, project manager manager is my designation in company in my company, but uh, my uh, uh, SOC code is filed as computer system analyst. That's what that's what under the which file. So, if uh, is there can there be any uh, any issue or should I be any? No. no, it looks fine to me. Okay, okay, sir. Yeah, this is all. Next uh, and sir. last, yeah. next and last person, please. It's, uh, oh. And don't forget that we do have a YouTube and Facebook. We're going to address today exclusively only about this four 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 eighty five J and and related to those things, guys. Okay, thank you very much, Rahul. Yeah. Last question for today. Rahul. Yes, Kirti, go ahead. So my question is: uh, My priority date is July twenty fourteen. When did the downgrade uh, got the AD approval, AP, and everything? So is it? Uh, would you advise to get married to the EB three EAD given the circumstances right now? You're not getting married to the EB three EAD. You're married to the adjustment of status. So are you trying to move to a different company? Or yes. Yep. So uh, I got an opportunity uh, with a new company. Uh, so can I join with the EAD? You can join the EAD. The most you will be losing is. To upgrading it to EB two, that is the loss that you will be making. So, if I parallelly work uh, with the EAD with the uh, current employer, can you know? Then you're fine. Then you're fine. Then you're fine. Can they do EB two interfile when the uh, yes. date comes? If you're working for two companies and the, the existing company are still working, yes, you can. Okay. Okay, that's it, Rahul. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, guys. The next conference call will be tomorrow. Don't forget that we do five to six p.m. Central Time. for asking questions thank you guys thank you for listening to ready and newman daily podcast we sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review for more information or if you want to make an appointment check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com have an awesome day